Hi, I'm Kia Damone. I'm a Florida-born chef, writer, host, and recipe developer. I served as an executive chef of a New York City restaurant at the age of 24 and became Cherry Bomb Magazine's first culinary director at 25. In 2021, I founded Kia Feeds the People, a budding mutual aid effort focusing on food apartheid in Brooklyn. I'll be your guest host for this month of Womanica. This month, we're talking about tastemakers. We're celebrating the Black chefs, cooks, and food historians who created new foodways and preserved important culinary stories of the past. Today, we're talking about a woman who reclaimed what it meant to be an African-American cook. Her food and her story embody her belief that cooking was an art form with lots of love added. Let's talk about Cleora Butler. Cleora was born on a hot day in Waco, Texas, in August 1901. This was a period of hope and promise for African Americans. Her grandparents, formerly enslaved people, had become landowners and raised their children on acres of family ground. When Cleora's parents, Joe and Maggie Thomas, heard of land and opportunity further north, they packed their bags and made the journey to native territory in present-day Oklahoma. They settled in Muskogee and started working for the sister of Oklahoma's first governor. The relationship the Thomas family formed with their employers was so amicable that when the governor's family moved, they left their house to Cleo and her family. Food was an essential part of life in the Thomas home. It was so important. It was practically another member of the family. Maggie was a professional cook. She made everything from scratch and with a careful eye to preparation. Joe farmed and grew their produce. He also took care of the livestock. As long as Joe was around, the Thomas family never once bought a chicken. They were all raised at home. Cleora spent many of her weekends delivering her mother's freshly baked bread to loyal customers around Oklahoma. Whether it was because the bread was just that good or the Thomases were just that savvy, Customers were willing to pay 25 cents for a loaf that usually cost five cents in the store. Maggie Thomas was famous throughout the state for her cooking and baking. She cooked for many wealthy families and fancy hotels. But she wasn't just a great cook, she was also a great teacher. If her children wanted a specific dish or dessert, she wasn't just going to make it for them, she would teach them how to make it. As she got older, Cleora paid more attention to what her mother was doing in the kitchen, and when she was 10, she decided to put what she learned to the test. It was a rainy day, and her parents were out of the house. This was her moment. Using a recipe from a Calumet cookbook, Cleora prepared baking powder biscuits. When her mother returned home, she started cooking a breakfast spread. Ham eggs, hash browns, but time was running low to make biscuits. Just as she was about to call everyone to the table, Cleora proudly told her mother she had made biscuits and they were already in the oven. Much to everyone's surprise, the biscuits came out tasting and looking as good as they did in the cookbook. But Cleora's cooking journey wasn't all biscuits and gravy. Without formal training, she had some misses. And her taste testers, also known as her brothers, and the family garden, felt the brunt of it. 
Cleora hid her failed attempts in what she called the dough patch. This was a spot in the corner of the garden where she had buried bad food and all its evidence. When Cleora's mom found out about the dough patch, she was enraged. But soon, anger gave in to amusement, and Maggie told Cleora she was better off sticking to her biscuits and only experimenting under her supervision. Cleora's big break came at the age of 22. She moved to Tulsa and worked as a cook for Charles Robertson, an oil tycoon. She was making $14 a week, doing what she loved out on her own. But in Tulsa, Cleora wasn't only cooking for the Robertson family. She was also wowing wealthy oil tycoons with the incredible meals she made for the larger-than-life parties thrown at the estate. When the Wall Street crash of 1929 hit, Cleora lost her job. But, as determined as ever, Cleora was able to support herself by freelancing as a caterer and working for other well-off oil-money families. She and her mother would also cook for famous Black musicians like Cab Calloway and Duke Ellington when they came into town. After several years of courting, Cleora married George Butler in 1940. During the early years of marriage, Cleora did some catering here and there, but most of her time was spent taking care of the home. This career pause didn't dissuade Cleora's career aspirations. It didn't take long for her to land a job as a stock clerk at a dress shop. Here, she rubbed elbows with all levels of Tulsa society. And more importantly, she learned the basics of running a business. This came in handy when Cleora decided she was ready to open her own store. In the spring of 1962, Cleora and George opened Cleora's Pastry Shop and Catering. They worked long hours and learned what it meant to run a business on the fly, but they had great success. They baked pies, cakes, and fresh bread. Eventually, they added chili and burgers to the menu. They even received catering requests from big-time players like the Tulsa Opera Guild and the Tulsa Philharmonic. After five busy years, the doors of the pastry shop closed in 1967. George's health was deteriorating, and while she loved cooking, Cleora was always willing to put her career on the back burner for the people she loved. George passed away in 1970. It took a few years, but Cleora rebuilt her catering business. She served schools, churches, and private events. After 70 years of cooking, Cleora began collecting recipes and stories for a memoir. The result Cleora's Kitchens, the memoir of a cook in eight decades of great American food, was published in 1985. Later that year in November, Cleora Butler passed away. After years of Black cooks being subjected to anonymity and racist, demeaning stereotypes, Cleora redefined what it looked like to be a woman of color making a career in cooking and food. All month, we're talking about tastemakers. For more info and recipes from this month's Womanikins, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to co-creators Jenny and Liz Kaplan for having me as a guest host. Talk to you tomorrow.